so I don't know about you guys, um, but some of the most awkward moments I've ever had um, have been with issues of recognizing people. You know those properly awkward moments um, that you just, your toes curl and it's horrible. And you wake up years later still thinking about it in bed. You're like, I can't believe what that was. And these are horrible moments. You know, when someone's waved at you, so you wave back and it's not you they're waving at. Or somebody seems to know all the details of your life. They're asking really great questions, but you've honestly got no idea who they are. So you're just kind of tactically nodding and kind of just getting through generic kind of, mm, yeah, that's great. I really appreciate that. Um, so these horrible, horrible moments, right? When you just, you, you haven't recognized somebody. Recognizing people is important. We need to know who people are. We need to relate to them and interact with them. Um, about seven years ago, um, I had an absolute nightmare um, in this department, which I'm going to share. So uh, some of you know, I used to be in the army. Uh, and one of the things about being in the army is you often find yourself in some very odd situations, some very strange situations. Um, so it was about 2017. I was based in Edinburgh and happened to be doing a few months of kind of ceremonial duties, which is, um, if you've seen London, you know, the kind of red coats, bearskin hats, that, but in Scotland. So in kilts, essentially. Um, there should be a photo um, of me. That guy in the middle, um, don't count the chins, but that guy in the middle was me. Um, yeah, so that's what we were doing for a couple of months. And the royal family ended up coming up to Scotland for, for a bit. And whenever they're in Scotland, they live at Holyrood Palace, which is this like genuine palace um, from the 1600s. Like decent looking gaff. Um, and for this week, I was in charge and responsible um, for the kind of our job up there. Um, so what I needed to do was find out when the kind of royals were coming and going every day. I needed to know VIPs, when they arrived, when they departed, royals, when they arrived, when they departed. So they could basically knock out a quick parade to kind of welcome them in. It's all very ridiculous, but it is what my life was for a bit. Um, so the plan was, right, what you need to do, you need to get hold of Colonel Smith. He's this retired colonel, and he basically runs the household. He'll let you know what's happening. What's happening each day? Who's arriving? Perfect. Massive issue here. I'd never met Colonel Smith. Had absolutely no idea what he looked like. Just some generic Colonel Smith bloke. Um, but they did give me some great directions. They said, head in the front door of a, of a palace, turn right, and his office is on the right-hand side. Okay, fine. Day one, I need to try, track down Colonel Smith. I head in the front door of this palace. I turn right, um, and as you can imagine, it's a palace. <laughs> There's a lot of rooms on the right-hand side. Um, so I kind of pop my head in the, the first few and, and don't really, don't find Colonel Smith. Um, so five minutes later, I'm just wandering the halls of the Queen's house. I'm just cruising around lost in the Queen's palace. Um, and fin finally, I see someone come towards me down the corridor, first person I've met. And he was kind of a smart looking fella, 60 years, gray hair, nice suit. Kind of knew his way around the palace. I was like, great, this, is, this will be Colonel Smith. Excuse me, you're not Colonel Smith by any chance. So it turns out it wasn't Colonel Smith. Um, and we had a very awkward interaction. But I managed to get directions from him to Colonel Smith's office. And when I finally met the, the real Colonel Smith, a few minutes later, in his office, he really wasn't happy. Like, really wasn't happy with me. Um, I couldn't really work out why. I, 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 you know, I couldn't find his office, but that's not that enough reason to be so that angry. Um, it turns out, essentially, the guy that I'd met in the corridor, this fake Colonel Smith, um, was quite important. And he had quite a good reason for knowing his way around the palace. Uh, it turns out it was this guy. 
So some of you have recognized him. I hadn't. It, yeah, that's Prince Andrew. Um, he doesn't love not being recognized, turns out. He doesn't love not being recognized in his own house. Um, and he doesn't love being asked directions to his staff's office. So that was a clangor. It was bad. It was bad. I mean, I'll save you, but there was a few weeks of just not enjoying work. Um, but recognizing people was important. We need to know who people are. We need to know how to interact with them. Recognizing a prince um, would have saved me a rough few weeks. And recognizing people is what we're looking at today. We're going to look at two men, um, Philip and Nathaniel, two men who recognized who Jesus was, two men who understood the implications of who Jesus was, but two men who still had more to know. And I'm going to make two main points this morning. So first, finding Jesus. Philip and Nathaniel came to find Jesus. Have we found Jesus? And second, knowing Jesus. Philip and Nathaniel were going to know Jesus better. How do we know more of Jesus? So finding Jesus and then knowing Jesus. Um, so Casey's going to come up and, and read the passage for us, and then I'll come back in a minute. Uh, so the passage is uh, John 1, 43 to 51, if you want to get it up in the Bibles. If not, Casey will cover it. Okay. Um, so, well, you just said what um, passage it is, so I'll get started. Uh, the next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. I think I said that right. <laughs> Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from here? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Sorry, guys. <laughs> How do you know me? Nathaniel asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathaniel declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. He then added, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of the man this is the word of the lord magic thanks casey um so we're gonna it's quite a busy passage there's quite a lot happening um and the first thing we see is philip and there's not much said about philip but he meets jesus and he immediately recognizes jesus who jesus is so he sprints off to grab nathaniel his mate verse 45 we have found the one moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth, the son of Joseph. So this is, this is huge news. When Philip described Jesus as the one that Moses and the prophets wrote about, he's basically making a huge statement. It means this is the one the Old Testament is all about. I found the one that the Old Testament is all about. I found the one that all our religious writings have promised. I found the one that this entire book testifies to. I found him. I found him. The one promised 
since the start, the one teased since the fall that will fix everything, the one that we've been waiting for for thousands and thousands of years, we have found him. He is here. So that, that's what's going through Philip's head. Just massive, massive reality-changing, world-changing news. We have found the Messiah. And then we cut to Nathaniel, who also has a really interesting interaction with Jesus, which I'm not going to talk about too much, but he too comes to recognize Jesus for who he is. And he exclaims, verse 49, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. So Nathaniel kind of echoes Philip's statement, but also kind of builds on it. They had both recognized something of who Jesus is. We have found him. We have found him. Now, these two regular Jewish blokes have met and recognized Jesus for who he is. We found him. The Messiah promised, the Son of God, the King of Israel, we have found him. And basically, everything changes for these guys. They instantly drop what they're doing, and they follow Jesus. They've recognized who Jesus is. They've recognized the importance of who he is, and they're going to follow him. And that's what happens after an encounter with Jesus. You meet him. And you want to stay with him. They have found Jesus. So the big, the big question that falls out of this for us, it's a simple question, but it's, it's massive. Probably the biggest question has ever been, have you found Jesus? Have you, like Philip and Nathaniel, come to recognize Jesus for who he is? Have you found him? Have you found Jesus? And there'll be a bunch of answers, answers um, in the room. Some of the people, some people here will say, no, or I'm not sure, or I've heard of Jesus, I don't really know much about him, or I've heard a little bit, but I don't really get how the Bible works, I don't know where to look, I don't know where to start. The, f- the first thing to say is that's absolutely okay. That is such a normal response. And everyone in this room has started from that spot of being, I don't know much about this guy, I don't know who he is, but I'm keen to find out. And the second thing is to say, that's why we're here. We're really excited you're here and we're really, really welcome. This church is all about Jesus. This church is all about people coming to meet Jesus. So do please keep coming along. And the church, Vicky mentioned earlier, the church do a number of things to kind of facilitate this, to help people meet Jesus. Um, We do this every Sunday where we get to just enjoy Jesus and hear more about who he is. Um, there's a course called an Alpha course, um, which some of you have done, which kind of runs every term, I think. Um, and Carl will be the guy to, to ask about that. But that literally looks at this question, who is Jesus? What does it matter? What does it mean? And we've got various other, we've got, you know, a guys group, we've got a kind of creative listening group, various other groups that are all based around spending time together and working out who Jesus is. Uh, the best way, which is I know is also the scariest way, is just to ask someone. Um, there's literally so many people here who would love to have this conversation. Grab Carl, grab Sarah, grab Deborah, grab Dan, anyone you know, really, and just ask, who is Jesus? Can you tell me about him? What does it mean that he is who he is? Um, it can feel daunting, it can feel scary, but I guarantee genuinely this will be the highlight of their weeks if you ask them. There will be no greater point in their week than that conversation. Finding Jesus is the biggest and best thing that can happen in your life. There's an old author um, called John Flavel that I like. He wrote this. 
Christ is the very essence of all delights and pleasures, the very soul and substance of them. As all the rivers are gathered into the ocean, which is its meeting place of all waters in the world, so Christ is that ocean in which all true delights and pleasures meet. Christ is that ocean in which all true delights and pleasures meet. He's not just history. He's not just a wise teacher. He's not just a distant God. No, Jesus is the home and source of all delights and all pleasures and all joy. And isn't that what we're looking for? What a joy when we can say along with Philip and Nathaniel, we have found him. We have found him. So that was point one. Point two is what comes next. Okay, we found him. What, what's, what's the next stage? It's knowing him. It's coming to know him more and more. So point two is knowing Jesus. And knowing Jesus is knowing people is a process, yeah? It's progressive. You, you come to understand people better. You come to know more about them. Um, you're hanging out with a friend that you've known for years and suddenly you find out he's got a twin. And you're like, what? Okay. Or he can speak Chinese or whatever. There's, just, there's more layers to people. Um, my wife Bex and I have been together a good few years. like to think that we know each other quite well. Um, we were having a conversation last week about, I mean, granted, our daughter's two months old, but we are discussing homework um, and in the future. Um, and who's going to deal with what? You know, shall I take sciences and you do humanities? Or how are we going to carve the cake? Um, and we realized we'd never seen each other draw. <laughs> I don't know if that's weird or not, but we'd never seen each other draw. I've got no idea if she can draw. Well, I, I've got an idea. She can draw. Um, but there's a, there's a whole side of it that I didn't know about. Um, and that's what, yeah, we get to know people better and better. So Philip and Nathaniel had recognized Jesus. Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. But there's more to know. Jesus replies, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You'll see greater things than that. You'll see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. So Philip and Nathaniel have recognized Jesus for who he is. But he tells them there's more to come. There's greater things to come. You've recognized him, but you need to know him. Um, and Jesus' response is, is a bit unusual here. It's not, it's not easy conversation. But he's actually trying to do something. He's trying to reveal more of who he is. And he's doing it by quoting the Old Testament. So that, that line he delivers is a quote um, from Genesis 28. And in that passage, we've got this guy Jacob, who's a, a big deal in kind of um, Jewish history. And he's having this dream. And in this dream, Jacob saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven and the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And there above it stood the Lord. That's a kind of artist's impression. Not Bex's impression, she can draw. But <laughs> um, So why is, why is Jesus quoting this here? What's he on about? Well, he quotes this passage from Genesis, but he tweaks it. I don't know if you picked up on it. He makes a small but pretty important change. In Jacob's dream... In Jacob's version, the angels are ascending and descending on a stairway that runs between heaven and earth. In Jesus' statement, the angels are ascending and descending on the Son of Man, which is a phrase Jesus uses to describe himself. Jesus is making it known that he is this stairway. He is this stairway that's come and bridged the gap between heaven and earth. He's this bridge that connects man with God. The means by which a sinful man can come to be with a holy God. Now, the Bible is, is a big and often complicated book, but there is a simple reality running through it. That there is this, this holy God that created man for relationship with him. 
And man, through his sin, has, has become separate, alienated, divorced from God. There's this, this rift, this chasm that we sang about earlier. This chasm was created and has separated God from man. Where there was communion and relationship, there's now distance and despair and darkness and death. All because man has become separate from God. Man's sin has caused this rift, this vast chasm. There is no relationship. There is no intimacy. There is no access. There is no communion for man and God. Another old author, Michael John Owen, um, put it like this. Because of sin, no man in his natural state has fellowship with God. God is light and we are darkness. What communion has light with darkness? God is life and we are dead. God is love and we are enmity. So what agreement can there be between God and man? Whilst there is this great distance between God and man, there will be no walking together in fellowship or communion. Our first relationship with God was so lost by sin that there was no possibility in ourselves of any return to God. So I'd say it like this. Our sin has created this vast, infinite chasm that separates us from God. And there is no route back by which we can, mind can remedy that solution. We can't, we can't create something, we can't get closer to God on our own. It, I mean, that is bleak. That is bleak. But, but here is Jesus, the son of man that's come to bridge that gap, to bring man back into relationship to God, to traverse the chasm, to win man access to God. Jesus is the means. He's this bridge by which we can enjoy closeness and relationship and intimacy and communion with God. The son of God has come to earth. He has become a man. And he has lived a sinless life and taken the punishment for our sins. Also, we can get brought back into relationship with God. Now, Philip and Nathaniel were excited. Of course they were. They'd excited because they'd found Jesus. And yet they still hadn't fully grasped the reality of who Jesus is. There's so much more in there. They had found him, but they didn't fully know him. And Jesus here introduces a whole, a whole realm, a whole area of truth of heavy truth in one line in one brief requoting of an old testament passage he's introduced them to more of who he is this subtle wordplay has introduced them to a massive truth this chasm has, this chasm that man's sin has created has been bridged the relationship has been destroyed in christ christ has come to save his people and his cross has won us access back to god and all that comes out of one line, one chunk from Jesus, a whole aspect of who he is, a whole part of who he is um, in one line. And there are more and more and more. Does anyone know anything about diamonds? Don't know anything about diamonds? I don't know anything about diamonds. I, I went, I know, the, from my brief experience, I was trying to buy an engagement ring. I took um, a friend with me because I, I thought it'd be good to have a woman with me just to appreciate the diamonds. I don't know anything about them. I don't know anything about them. People discuss them as, you know, there's, there's color, there's clarity, there's carrots, there's princess cuts, there's you know, all sorts of gear. I don't get it. But you can see that they're beautiful. You can see that the light hits them and the diamond dazzles. So the, these kind of old ministers from hundreds of years ago called the Puritans used to explore Jesus like they were handling a diamond. You, you hold the diamond in one place and you see the perfection and beauty of it. 
you see the light reflecting and refracting and revealing more of the beauty of this diamond. You enjoy the beauty of the diamond from that angle. And then you, you move the diamond just a fraction of a degree. And the light dances off it in a whole new way. A whole new beauty is revealed. It highlights new aspects, new realities, new depths, new beauty from that new angle. And that's, that is how we come to know Jesus more. We see one, glam, one glimpse, one aspect of who he is, and it blows us away. And it's more than we can kind of understand. And then we twist it, look at him from a slightly different angle, and there's a whole new reality there. There's a whole new world of knowing Jesus there. There are more and more aspects to him. There is more of him to know. And that's the journey Philip and Nathaniel went on. They, they recognized Jesus that day. And they followed him and they learned more and more. And they saw more and more about who he is and what he's about. So I don't, I don't know um, where you are in your relationship with God. I don't know how 2023 looked. Or even how 2024 was kind of shaping up. Maybe you've just found Jesus and you haven't quite worked out what it is to know him and kind of follow him. Maybe you've um, walked with him for years, but... It's become safe, stale, boring, dry. Maybe you're just kind of drifting and you're going through just the motions. You've, you've, you know enough about Jesus. You're happy with what you know. So you've stopped pursuing him. You've stopped asking for more of him. You've stopped being desperate for him. Maybe life's just been busy and you've just forgotten about it. And I've been all those things often in the same week. I've been all those things. That's normal. But the challenge today is let's not settle for where we are. Let's not be content with that little knowledge of Jesus that we've got. Let's be people, let's be a church that is constantly desperate to know more of him. Let's be obsessed with knowing more of him, of who Jesus is, more of his person, more of his beauty, more of his work, more of his role, more of his cross. Let, let Whipton Boniface and Whipton be known for being desperate for Jesus. Let's just be single-minded in pursuing him above all else. Let's not rest till we've seen more of him, till he's blown us away anew. I don't really know how New Year's resolutions work. I don't know if it's too late. I don't know what the rules are, but what a one that would be, huh? Let 2024 be a year of just drilling the deep minds of Jesus, of just swimming in the deep, deep waters, the wells of Jesus. Let 2024 be a year where we know him more roundly, more deeply, more thoroughly, more profoundly, and more truly. Let's know Jesus. So the band's going to come up, um, and I'm just going to kind of pray a bit and then we'll just just respond to that um have an interaction with jesus have a conversation about what you want from him where you want to go with him what what new things you want to know about him so let's pray father god we are grateful that we know you we long to know more and more of you there is nothing we want more than to understand grasp more of your person 
you are a wonderful God, a loving Father that longs for relationship with us and longs to reveal yourself to us. Let us pursue you. Let us drive after you. Let us chase you and know more and more and more of who you are. We want to know you, Jesus. That's all we want. It's that simple. We just really want to know you.